live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, one of our more popular shows these days on the Ramsey Networks. So be sure you check all that out. He's my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Kirsten is going to start this hour off in Fresno. Hi, Kirsten. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Good. What's up? Um, well, um, sadly, my parents both passed away in the past year. Oh, I'm and sorry. I have, thanks. I have um, three siblings. Sorry, I'm nervous. That's okay. Um, I, have, I have three siblings that, um, and I, that uh, my parents had left the house to us in the trust. And it's just a little awkward now because. I had been taking care of my my parents and living with them for the past five years. So this is the house is where I live also. And um, I am just trying to figure out how I can um, split up the house without um, having to sell it or move out because it's really the most affordable thing that I can afford right now since i've been working just part-time taking care of my parents and then um, how long how long have your parents been gone honey well my mom passed away january my dad was about uh eight months before then i'm so sorry yeah yeah okay so it's been six months yeah so what are your career plans well before I was taking care of my parents, I was in the um, garment industry working as a fashion designer, and I'm trying to, well, I am getting my portfolio together and looking for, you know, a more, a bigger paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so that will help. But when? For the, I'm sorry? When? Um, you, you haven't been taking care of your parents for six months. No, I was taking no, care of No, it's been six about- months since your dad's been gone. Yes. And your heart is broken. But yes. when are you going to get a job? Well, I have had my part-time job, but I am looking for my previous career job. For six months? Um, I haven't really started I thought doing so. that until the, yeah, the past month. Well, the past week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the greatest way you can honor your mom and your dad was to have given them what you gave them, which is your time, you're the one that took on the role as caretaker. It's an incredible gift. Mm-hmm. The next way you can honor your mom and dad is to truly live and cherish every minute you got left. And you can't do that when you're worried about not eating and not working. Yeah. And you're going to have to take on the responsibilities, this shoulder, the responsibilities. And what you're going to find is when you start carrying that weight, your body's designed for that. Yeah. It's going to feel great. The reason I'm asking all this is if you buy this house from your siblings you've got to be able to afford to pay it and right now you can't yeah so i got i got i got to work backwards into a job that's why i started there and that's why i pushed on you so hard because i love you and i want you to win okay so what is the value of this house um probably about 350 okay is it paid off no (laughs) what do you what's what's owed on it 178 okay all right and um 
Do any of them want it? No, they all have their own houses and two of them. And there's three others. There's four of you, correct? Yes, four of us. Okay. So each of there's not a big bunch of money going to come out of this. You understand that? Twenty right. five or thirty thousand yeah. bucks a piece. Yeah. Okay. And um, so uh, if you were to land a good job in the fashion industry, what do you think you'll be making? Um, probably at least eighty a year. Okay. All right. Good. Um, well, I mean, you could go and get a a home equity loan and buy them out. There's enough equity in the house. Keep the first mortgage mm-hmm. in place. Just keep paying it and then go get a home equity loan and buy them out. There's nothing wrong with that plan. Um, but the thing that is wrong with that plan is you can't do that now because you don't have any income. You can't even pay the right. first mortgage right now. I don't, how you been paying the first mortgage for the last six months? Well, my parents, uh, oh, they left some money. Had, yeah. And she okay. had an insurance, um, a yeah. mortgage insurance that would pay for 10 months. So the mortgage is definitely paid for 10 months. There there is a train coming at you through the tunnel that you are ignoring. Yeah. (laughs) You need more urgency on getting your income going. Right. Uh, Because if you don't, you're going to lose this house. Yeah. I'd get a full-time job and get my my portfolio together in the evenings and on weekends. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'd go get a job. Full-time. Yeah. And then I'd get another job. And then I'll get another job. I think you need to be working all the time. And I'm going to yeah. tell you something wild. You're going to find healing in those little, not to quote Dave, but to quote Dave, those little baby steps of achievement and accomplishment. You're going to find healing there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you can buy them all out. And the way you do it is you take the current value of the property times 80% because that's about what they'll net minus, uh-huh. minus the mortgage and divide it by four. And that's going to put you at about 25000 bucks, And so okay. you need about $75,000 mm-hmm. to buy them out. And a second, a second mortgage HELOC will do that if you've got a good job. You can get that. Yeah. And then you okay. transfer the property into your name out of the name of the trust, and you buy them out if that's what they mm-hmm. want to do. But that's all they're uh-huh. going to get if you guys all just gang up and sell it. Which also, yeah. by the way, Kirsten, is an okay idea. Uh-huh. Not a bad idea to sell this house. Before you screw around and lose it, be sure you sell mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Don't let it slip away because right. we're just. I, w- I would definitely do that if right. it came to that. Well, it, 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 it has come to that. Yeah. You have three months before this insurance runs out. Uh huh. I mean, this, the, there's a fire here. You know, yeah. I don't sense you are. I don't sense any urgency in your vocal responses. Yeah, it's almost a numbness to the whole thing. Yeah. The problem hear us say as much as we love you this doesn't go away no it's gonna get worse it's every going day to get taken from you every day every day you're gonna get more desperate and you know who sells real estate super cheap desperate people that's who give away property and that's, rich people come by it and do well and get richer right because they're not desperate so dave the the tactically how would you would you have to go through a real estate agent to split this up? Because no, I want to do it in writing. No. You wanna... just have to go get an attorney and have the okay. title tra- title transferred to her uh, with a with a quit claim deed from the trust to her. And in order for that to happen, her siblings have to sign off, and they get twenty five k a piece at that table where they sign off. Because okay. you got to know you got to you've set up a a simple home equity loan, and so you know you got seventy five k on top of one hundred and eighty k. So two hundred fifty five thousand owed on a three hundred fifty thousand dollars house. That's not bad. 
that's not a bad situation. It is a bad situation if you're unemployed. That's an important part of this equation, y'all. This is The Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job, and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow. Tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Thank you for joining us, America. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. The question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Spring is here, and Neighborly can help keep your home and yard in top shape. With the ground skies, Mosquito Joe, Lawn Pride, Molly Maid, and more. So spend time enjoying your home, not working on it. Go to Neighborly.com and find the service pros in your area. All right, today's question comes from Clark in Los Angeles. Clark writes, we have $3,600 in our bank account, but my wife wants to join a six-week MLM training course for $10,000. It's her way or the highway on this? She was approved for a $5,000 credit card, and she applied for a $2,000 loan with our bank. The deposit on the course is $3,000, which she would take from our checking, leaving us with $600 in the bank. Then there's the payment plan. She's already been doing MLM for four years, which we have made zero profit on. Am I crazy to be mad about her on this matter? I need your help. Dave, I'm actually mad for Clark. Like it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah. This is somebody who's out of control. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's out um, of control. Yeah, and, and the, the the one of the most aggravating things about people that get into MLMs, not everyone, but 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 some people that get in it, they take on this cult like thing to where if you're not in it, then you must be stupid. And if you don't understand what I'm doing, then you're an idiot. Uh, because only people that are smart do, I mean, all of the smart people do this stuff. And if you don't understand, and they actually, some of the MLMs really, some of the hierarchies within certain MLMs will push that mentality. We caught Mary Kay about 15 years ago. I don't know if they still do it or not. They were telling ladies to uh, use their credit card to buy the stuff and not tell their husband. They're telling them from the stage to lie to their husband. Yikes! And I'm like, man, that's some bad medicine right there, ladies. Mm-hmm. You guys are you guys are freaks. This is nutty. That's total greed run amok. Well, that's looking in your checking account. You're yeah sixty four hundred dollars off. Yeah. Like I when Clark, I first every, everything this. you've mentioned says that um that that this entire plan is stupid. Okay, it's out of control. 
and the but juiced up with a wife that says uh I'm doing this because this is my way, even though there's absolutely no track record in four years that she's ever made any money doing it. And there's no there's no way to get this money. They might get this two thousand dollar loan. But I mean, the exposure to the whole family over this deal. Yeah. And she's she's putting everyone's putting aside common sense. She's putting aside good financial decisions. Her marriage fidelity aside her uh, her husband's wishes. She's putting aside the good of her own family. All for her to chase this greed. And this is greed. Make no mistake. Oh, yeah. Because this is, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to be able to buy a yacht. I'm going to live the dream, as the MLM people say. And so uh, that, that, that is straight-up greed. Yeah. And, when you, and when you push everyone, including common sense, good financial sense, your husband's wishes, the good of your family, aside for your selfish greed, you are a mess. Absolutely. You're a hot mess, lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're messed up. So now, what does Clark do? I think you guys have got to see a marriage counselor. I, I think instantaneously because I I always tell couples, man, you be real careful with my way or the highway. My way or the highway, because people choose the highway. That's exactly right, and use that for very very rare circumstances. And um, she pulled it on an MLM training course. <laughs> Like, that's, that's like that's, that's like going, that, that's a pretty big waste of that set of ammunition it's like being in vegas and they you're playing texas hold'em and they give you a two and a six and you're just like i'm all in like that's a bold move with this <laughs> um so dave I, just to just because clark's the only one we got here right yeah she's not a part of this conversation well if he has outlined it correctly they got serious issues they, they, there's no question they got serious issues this also feels like a power play and sometimes there's power plays because people have lost their mind. They're just they're jerks. They're nuts. They bought into something that is a cult, and they can't see the forest for the trees. Sometimes people smash the other side of the teeter totter because somebody else in the marriage has been holding it down for so long, and so long, and so long, and so long. And so Clark, if that's you, if you have completely wrapped this house up in this is my way or the highway, and she finally says enough, this is my way or the highway, um, then that's something you need to put on the table. You but, may have reaped what you've sown. There you go. But <laughs> if not, brother, I'm sorry. Um, I would go see somebody this week, and if she won't go, you need to go by yourself because it looks like y'all are heading in completely different directions. Yeah. This marriage does not last. Absolutely not. Without help. Nope. This does not help. It does not last, okay? Because she's she's ready to burn the place down for a dream that has absolutely no underpinning whatsoever. And um, she's ready to burn your family, burn you, burn the finances, burn everything, burn the marriage all over a training course for MLM. Does that not sound like the dumbest thing you ever heard in your life? I'm getting ready to end every part of my life that's positive for that. That that let me tell you, if you're in an MLM and you're recommending that your people downline do that, you should have your butt kicked up around your neck and wear it like a collar. You really should have somebody talk to you you're hurting people you're hurting people you are a manipulative unbelievable jerk and you've got to stop that and you're the reason that people hate mlms is people like you that do that mm. now i actually know a few human beings in mlms that are reasonable human beings absolutely and they don't think i'm going to hell because i'm not in their mlm it's not a cult you know they believe and in their products they believe in their products and it's their method of selling it and i'm not mad at them that's not the point. The point is that they, something about the MLM culture 
generates ever so often a company or a hierarchy within a company that promotes this kind of crap. Well, it goes back to what I think it makes me think of like Blockbuster. They made their money when their customers lost. They made their money on late fees and they needed their customer to fail so that they could make their money, not the other way around. If you're teaching people, I lie to your husbands, then you are making your money off a marriage that's going to fall apart. You're making money off deception. You're making money off hurting people, and there will be an end game to your business. Yep. You have to be about how can we help you, not how can we lie to you. What's the long play? Absolutely. Yeah. How does everyone end up more whole, healthy, and prosperous when we're done? Otherwise, your business will go yeah. if it's not about helping people. Yeah. So I'll give you an example, all right? Uh, to go to Entree Leadership Master Series, I think the tickets are gone for platinum for uh, April of next year. Okay, there'll be about 3,000 people there. There'll be some of the top speakers in the world and teachers in the world. I'm very, very proud of what we will be doing. But to sit in a platinum seat is just under $10,000. If you call me up and you say the way you're going to go to platinum, as good as platinum is, and it, it might be in the platinum experiences, and as good as Entree Leadership Master Series is, might be the best leadership conference in America today. Bar none. I mean, I'm so proud of what we do there. We just completed one. You got high marks on your speaking on your speaking there. It's absolutely incredible. Dr. Jordan Peterson, Willie Robertson were there with us, and Malcolm Gladwell were there with us. It was an incredible, incredible event. And we had guys on the front row that paid almost ten thousand dollars a piece to be sitting there in that platinum section. If you call me up and you say the way you're gonna come and sit in the platinum section at Entree Leadership, as proud as I am of it, and as I know it's worth every dime, is that you're going to clean out your bank account down to $600 and you're going to go against your spouse's wishes, I'm going to tell you, I don't want you as a customer. And you're borrowing 7,000. Yeah. You need to yeah. stay home. Absolutely. You don't, I do not want your money. You need to stay home. Cause I don't want your marriage's blood on my I, I don't, I don't, yeah. this is not what I do. Right. I don't do. I mean, I, I sell something like a $10,000 weekend is my point. Mm -hmm. And never one time have we knowingly accepted a situation like this and encouraged this is the way to get $10,000 out of somebody. Nope. Nope. Don't need the money that bad, boys and girls. I got to sleep later. It's not that hard a life, you know? This is just wrong. So, honey, Clark, get your marriage counselor. Because when your wife says my way or the highway on anything, this is known as a flare was just shot up off the deck of the boat. Warning, warning. And that boat is going down. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you are here. Tom is in Greensboro, North Carolina. Welcome to the Ramsey Show, Tom. Hey, how y'all doing? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? All right, so I'm going to get right to the point. Um, I'm in financial peace. I got every dollar. Um, but my dilemma is that I share custody of my son. My schedule allows me to have him on the days that I'm off. But if I'm going to pursue getting out of debt as quickly as I need to, it would result in me having to give up some of those days. And that is the part that I'm struggling with. How old is he? He's one. How long have you all been divorced? Uh, over a year. I'm so confused. So he's one and you've been divorced over a year. Yeah. So we, it, we, it happened all kind of at the same time. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So about the same timeline. Okay. 
Yes. Yes. So, so we'll make him the same age as the divorce. Okay. That that helps me a yes, little. Sir. All right. And so, yes, um, all right. Now, uh, uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, I drive a truck. Over the road? Uh, no, I'm local. So you're working 40 hours? Uh, I Well, with overtime, um, I'm looking at about 90 every two weeks. 45 hours? Yes, sir. Okay. And um, how much debt do you have? Um, so total debt is, let's call it 27K. It's 26729. And, and what do you make now? Um, so my take home is 60 K. Okay. So your typical day when you're driving truck, not when you're with your son, you go to work at what time? Uh, about 10 AM. Okay. And you drive then until about 8 PM. 8, 8 PM. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. All right. That gets you your 45 hours. All right. Yes, sir. Okay. Hmm. What about on the days you don't have your son? You're at 50, 50, you said? Yes, so, yes, sir, yeah. What days of the so week is I, that? I'm sorry, say that again? What day of the week is that? So we work on a 2-2-3 schedule. Okay. Um, so it rotates every 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 week. So basically in a two-week period, I get him seven days out of the out of that two-week period. Okay. Um, and I'm just struggling with, do I want to give up one of my days and have a babysitter or have a family member watch him while I go and work? If I was um, you... Yes, sir. I would be pretty intentional about getting up at 5 a.m. on the days I don't have to be until 10 and drive Uber and Lyft in the morning. So I am doing a side hustle as well. Okay. Um, That kind of tacks into the... What is that? Uh, So it's Amazon Flex. Okay. All right. So you're doing doing that in the mornings before you go to work. Yes, sir. So in a strange way, and Dave, you've done this longer than me on this particular question. If... This was inside your home. I would, t- if you're, if you and your wife and your boy lived inside in the same house, yeah. I would tell you, hit the gas, work seven days a week, and get this twenty-seven bucks, twenty-seven thousand off your chest. Yes, sir. The fact that this is broken up in this way, with how rapid a one-year-old develops, six months of no dad, is it, not. That's not okay. It's glaring. It's too much. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I'd rather slow the roll on paying off the debt and make sure I've got that time with my son because that time is precious. What, what right is now. the twenty-seven thousand in debt? What kind of debt? I knew you was gonna ask. Um, so twenty k of that is car. God Almighty! Gotta, sell your car. It's your yeah. kid. I know. No, you don't. You didn't. Yeah, you, you don't know because you didn't. You had to ask. Why'd you have to ask? And you didn't even want to tell us because you knew we were going to say what you already knew you should do. It's your kid. Yeah. Don't trade your car for a kid. Yes, sir. Sell your stupid car this week. <laughs> what kind of car is it, Tom? It's a Honda Civic. Oh, my God. Don't trade a Civic for a kid for sure. Tom. Not even a really cool car. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. If it was like a Mercedes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it, I mean, not, if it was a, you know, a vintage Camaro. I mean, give me a Oh, my gosh. No. I mean, no. Tom, I'm, ki- you, I'm kidding around, Tom. But you hey, thought really, through this. Really, Why? Really? You got this figured out. You so thought through it. Get you a $1,000 car and take yes, care of your one-year-old and get your butt out of debt, work in your, work in, and live on beans and rice, rice and beans, and do not miss a single day that you have available for this child. He is the most important thing in this conversation. 
I will affirm you as being a good dad. You have a good heart. You were aimed at the right thing. You knew you needed to do that, but you were trying to make the math work and keep the car. And so we get to tell you the classic Ramsey show line, sell the car. Yes, sir. Are you going to do it? Yes, sir. Good. How old are you, Tom? I'm 32. And you're a good man. This kid, hey, this kid, this kid's lucky to have you as a dad. And here's what Dave and I are also giving you. In about 10 years, he'll be 11. He'll make you real mad. And in a fit of rage, you can turn and stare him directly in the eyes and say, I I sold a car for you. I gave up a Civic for you. (laughs) And then he'll be like, seriously? And you'll be like, yeah, Yeah. yeah, that didn't go as as hard as I thought I was going to. Not much of a flag shot. I thought that was going to go way harder than it did, man. I gave up a Civic for you. I just don't think that could leave your mouth. Wow, Dad. I'll let the school counselor know next time we meet. (laughs) Sell the Civic, brother. (laughs) Oh, Tom, you're a good guy. I appreciate your question. Tom. You're awesome, brother. Yeah, here's the thing, folks. Um, Very seldom are we as boxed in and trapped as sometimes we feel like we are because uh, sometimes there's a simple thing you can throw a stick of dynamite right in the middle of it, blow it up, and you go, oh, well, look at there. And, you know, there it is. <laughs> oh, that's so great. But I do think it's important if if there's a you're in the household together and you're not making eye contact every day, but there is passing, there is they see you every day, then I'm going to tell you to go run and get this thing done because the long-term stress in your household is not going to be worth it. That stress exists. But in that case, I would sell the car too. A hundred percent, yeah. If I'm worried about I would drive there a John for my Deere one-year-old. To go. If I'm grief. worried about being there for my one-year-old, a hundred percent I'm not trading a car for that. There's not a circumstance. No, not at all. No, not yeah. at all. Not happening. <laughs> uh, John's in Portland, Maine. Hey, John, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? All right. So I've been listening for a while um, and love you guys' show. My wife and I have been doing really good at paying down everything. Um, we owe right now about $171,000, um, and 115000 of that is on a mortgage in the house we live in. And 56000 is my student loans, which I've actually paid down from $180,000. Good job, John. (laughs) Yeah, go, man. That's awesome. So we're at the point now where we don't owe anything else. We own our cars. We own everything else. We just, we have about $300,000, not in equity in the house we live in, but that's what it's worth now with $115,000 balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And we actually paid off um, a rental property that we owned two years ago when I opened my own business and tripled my income. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're at the point where we've been living our, letting our grandmother live there as kind of like a mitzvah, like as a, as a good deed, and mm-hmm. she's ready to move out because she has dementia, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And the market is fantastic, obviously, especially in Maine. Um, price values have gone up and are staying here. Um, and we don't know if we should invest a little bit of money into the property and continue to rent it or to just take advantage now. How much um, is a little bit of money? Uh, what's the property worth What now? would you invest into it? Why does it need investment? Um, because it just hasn't... Our grandmother moved in What do you right need to spend quickly? Probably $60,000. No. Not where you have $60,000 in student loan debt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And I, it would take years to get back yeah. what we could if just you make can't, for one If time you can't profit. fix it up for a few thousand dollars and get it going, you probably need to sell it. 
But uh, otherwise, I'd try to keep it because I love the idea of keeping a paid-for rental property and knocking out 56 when you've had all this other success. But, and if, if the house no, rates are going gonna, up, yeah, people are going to rent it. We're not going to turn this thing off that's been working and go over and fix a rental house for 60 k Now, if you want to spend 5 or 10 on it, you can probably pull that off and still get your student loan paid off by Christmas. Let's go do that. Keep the rental. But no, not 60 This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Debbie is in New York. Hi, Debbie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. I have a quick question for you. I am the surviving spouse, uh, age 72, of a Vietnam vet. He passed away 32 months ago with uh, service-related injuries. Mm. Um, We had filed for the VA disability benefits back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was documented, proven, submitted. I did it myself because no one was available to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was denied, but I appealed, and now it looks like I have won the case. However, they're not coming through with anything. They said the claim is now at a regional office in Buffalo, New York, and that I would be receiving a letter showing the VA money or the what they call the VA rate with the rate of disability and if additional um, benefits were to come to me like medical, dental, vision, etc. Um, so I don't know what the amount will be or if it will be. I call them honestly every week because I don't want to fall through the cracks and Good I know I have to keep on them. Good for you. Um, they keep saying they are backloaded because of the pandemic. They don't yeah. have enough support. And I you, said, you know what, you know what helps that backloading? Yes. <laughs> Whining, <laughs> nagging widows. I love you. You're awesome. <laughs> yes. You're a gangster, Debbie. <laughs> you are getting it, girl. I love you. That's what the man at the VA told me. He goes, I can't do any more than you've done because you are like a, uh, a uh, like force a of with nature. <laughs> yeah. And I will not give up. Um, yeah, he, died he died of congestive heart failure and stage four kidney disease. They lost the records. They found the records. Now they tell me I'm top priority, but they don't know when it's going to come through. Yeah. However, in the meantime, I have been paying off our medical debts. I'm down to about $5,800 in medical debts, which I'm paying on my visa. Mm-hmm. I do not owe any loans. I have a mortgage of about $134,000. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess my payment's about $1,100. Mm-hmm. Um, my pension from my husband's about $1,100. Um, his Social Security is 2703 and I owe uh, no other debt. What I wanted to know, should I take from the 401, he has about 170000 in the 401, to pay off the mortgage and the remaining $5,000 visa, or should I just keep um, keep the money 170 under? 170 in the 401, and yes, um, the uh, mortgage is how much? About 134000 135000 mm-hmm. that's the balance. So it leaves you almost broke, doesn't it? Exactly. By the time they take out taxes, then it'll put me in a higher tax for my county and school taxes. What's your... Um, house worth my house is worth i would guess probably around 275 Mm. i can afford it i I am living um let's just say i can't go on a cruise like the other lady who called in with my niece or anything like that but i can't i can't go on vacation right now i'm I'm making it but it's not really i'm existing i'm not really living i'm existing they did promise some type of income but again it depends on the rate of disability let, let me tell you what is bothering me Okay. Sure. 
I love the idea of you having not ha- not having the house payment. Mm-hmm. I hate the idea of you having no money. Okay. You got one hundred seventy thousand bucks right now, so that's that's what's yes. bothering me. So what mm-hmm. ends up happening is if we say, all right, let's cash this out, pay the taxes, and pay off the house, and you got almost no money. I mean, ten or fifteen, twenty thousand bucks is left over, max. Okay. Right. And um, but you're one hundred percent debt free, and you've got these streams of income to live on. All you got to do is yes. pay your property tax and your insurance and your groceries and your lights, and you get a life. Right. Uh, yes. That all works good. But if an event happens. Mm-hmm. That's a $30,000 event. Mm-hmm. You got no money. Right. And you, you're probably selling the house if that happens. Mm-hmm. Do we want that risk? No. Okay. I, I'm, no. I might be okay with that if you said, yeah, I'll just sell it and get me an apartment. If some, if it, I don't think anything's going to blow up, but if something big blew up and I had a $100,000 problem, I'd just sell the house and get right. me an apartment and go on. But you right. said no really fast. Right. Right. There's nothing around this area that you can live in. My mortgage is cheaper than a three-bedroom. Uh, I'm sorry, three-floor apartment I know. downtown but the, the, that, in the flood zone. But, however, I, if they do come through with a monthly income, it could be anywhere. Maybe they're saying maybe 1500 but they're not sure, depending they, on the Is there any money that they would owe you in a lump sum back for having not paid him his disability for a number of years? That's what they're trying to figure out. This should go back to 2017, but yeah. now with the packback that was installed last August, it may go back only maybe uh, nine months, which would still okay. be a decent amount for me to pay off the visa and just have my mortgage. Yeah, that would that that's a good move right there for sure. We're doing that one. But if they if you yeah. got like thirty thousand bucks, mm-hmm. that might swing this. Then I might okay. pull the four hundred one k because at least I'm not down to. I'm afraid you're going to end up with ten or fifteen, twenty thousand bucks when all the taxes are paid and the house is paid off and the visa is paid off, and then then you have an event happen that's five or six thousand dollars more than you've got, and we put right. the house at risk because we kept no cash to protect the house. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, it does. But if you got a lump sum from the back pay on the disability of thirty grand, then now I'm starting to have a a, a thirty uh, a thirty thousand uh, dollar, really a fifty thousand dollar nest egg at that point. I'm probably paying off the house then. That helps okay. me get there, but I'm just scared. I don't want you to. Yeah. I don't want you to have to dig up the bushes if and eat them if you have if you get tight, you know. Exactly. Are you exactly. living off social social security right now? Yeah. I only had his when he passed away. I only received his. Now I did have mine. I worked all my life, and now I am also disabled, so I'm not able to go out and get a job. Although I do side work on the side. I pet sit. I dog sit. I do alterations. So I'm making you know a few hundred dollars a month just to keep my you know lights on, as you said. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to let it swing on how big the the lump sum coming from the VA is. Okay. And then, uh, and you call me back if we can help you. Okay. Hey, you want to go through that. Financial Peace University on us? You want us to pay for it and you go through the class on how to handle money? Would that help you? Oh, I would love that. All right. Hey, we're going to give it to you. You hold on, and Scholar will pick up or whoever's in there. And um, uh, who's in there? Um, Jenna. Who? Jenna's Sears, in there. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't see over the thing. The great. Jenna okay. Sears. So. Um, uh, well, it's just, yeah. And so, uh, anyway, she's going to pick up and we'll get you set up because, you know, one of the things is people of faith, people of the book, the book tells us that we take care of widows mm-hmm. and orphans. And so that's what we do. So, and, and let us know if we can help because that's a very tight situation. So, And I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I, Dr. Peter Atia was on my show yesterday, one of those brilliant medical minds. And he, one of the things we talked about was as you age, one of the most 
unheralded, unknown risks that out, outpaces everything is falling. And my mm-hmm. mom turned 71. She was just at a gas station. And it wasn't like her body failed. She just stepped off something a little bit wrong and sheared her shoulder off at the bone. This is a year or two ago. But I love that you told her that because she's going to look back on her life, this incredible woman who's strong. She's just bustling ahead. And it just at 72 years old, it takes one inch wrong going up a staircase. And you end up with a $30,000, $40,000 broken arm. And in her case, that wipes her out, right? If yeah. they don't come through. Yeah. Um, there's just, it's the risk is so much more accelerated that way. Well, and, and you know, from a financial standpoint, those of you out there that want to learn the financial terms, having cash, you know, we always, we used to say when we opened the show, cash is king, debt is dumb, right? Um, having cash liquidity is the financial term, which I always thought was kind of funny, but water, but um, liquidity uh, ha- having some cash is a an insurance policy against losing your home, and that's what we're dealing with here. She, we were taking her to no liquidity, having no cash, no no buffer. That makes me real nervous. Oh man, it's making me nervous just talking about it. It's not even. I mean, it's just somebody I, you know, one of our listeners that we love. But it wasn't me. But I mean, I can't. The idea of being cashless. Oh, I would like a big pile of cash. I do. I do. It's just something about it. It just because it, it buffers you against, you know, all of a sudden a, a crisis becomes an inconvenience when you have the money. Or it lets you spread things out a little. But if it's all in your house and you got no money, now I got to sell my house because I got a crisis. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.